We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ah, welcome, friends. It's Hour 3, Hourly with Bowerly on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. Good to have you with us. And uh, not sure exactly what it is uh, that you want to talk about vis-a-vis the blizzard of 22. Uh, today, there were fireworks earlier. You just heard Tom Puckett in his newscast uh, lead off with the story. Mark Poland cars, um, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say the county executive had a meltdown um, at, at the podium today during his briefing on the blizzard. Uh, basically went after Mayor Brown, said, we will do what it takes, uh, wants to take over snow removal in the city of Buffalo. Mayor Brown had the most perfect and precise responses ever in his news conference following the county executive's bellicose and churlish uh, news conference. And uh, the mayor of Buffalo said, I'm just going to chalk it up to someone feeling that pressure and crumbling under it. So we've got the mayor of Buffalo and the county executive of Erie County, both Democrats. Uh, but I think one of them supported India Walton, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, uh, they are uh, at loggerheads. Byron Brown owes Mark Polencar's absolutely nothing. He owes him absolutely nothing. And uh, his, his retort to the county executive's meltdown was absolutely nothing. It was beyond perfect. I was listening at home to David Bellavia, and I was on my couch watching The Last Czars on Netflix, and then I heard the, uh, well, what can I say? And then I heard the Polling Cars news conference, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. My first thought was, Mark Polling Cars has lost it. The man is having a breakdown. And then to hear the mayor come on afterwards, totally deliberate, the calm captain at the helm, and with words, not even inflection, with simple words, he basically castrated the county executive in a way that, you know, a lot of us would have been tempted to use expletive deleteds. Not Mayor Byron Brown. No, 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 no. He just, yep, yep, yep. Oh, there it goes. Um, there they are. But anyway, if it were a heavyweight fight, Byron Brown would have won by a TKO today. Okay if not an outright knockout, okay? Um, It was something to behold. I don't recall anything like it between people of the same party outside of a primary campaign in my entire life. Maybe we'll get to the 5 o'clock hour. We'll play some more of that. But uh, your calls, uh, look, 
basically your storm stories and is there what what do you need right now? That seems to be the focus. Storm stories and what do you need? And I'd love to hear from business owners who were looted. Business owners who were looted. Poor guy who owns the Louis Red Hots on Bailey Avenue. Um, he got looted. Uh, pub, full disclosure, I know Louis. Um, he's a very dear friend of people to whom I'm very close and therefore a friend to me. But I think that might be one of the franchises, but don't quote me on that. Let's go to uh, Peggy in Angola. Peggy, you are on WBEN. Welcome. Hi. So um, my thoughts about polling cars losing and accusing, finger-pointing. I worked in a job where whenever there was a crisis, after a while, people would just lose it and start finger-pointing and telling people how they would handle the situation. But they weren't the ones handling the situation. So that's my thought. Well, you know, I mean, actually, he is handling it on his level. It's two different entities. I realize that. But why didn't he just say, well, what, how can we help you? Instead of pointing fingers. Uh, my analysis of that is the unprovoked and dastardly attack on Mayor Brown. The, my take on it was I think Poland Cars has been getting a lot of complaints at his office, and those complaints made him point fingers at Byron Brown. That That's my sense. I do not know that to be a fact. It's been a crisis. It always happens in a crisis. I've dealt with crises many times on my, my job that I used to do when I'm retired from. May, may we? Was that like medical? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. I just so, guessed. I apparently am psychic today. Would say, well, I would have done this. You should have done that. You should have done this instead of saying, you know, you really did a good job. I, I don't know if I could have handled that situation in that situation. Well, I mean, the, the I old help. expression is, way I can help you. the old expression is, if you can keep your heads when others around you are losing theirs, that's what you need from a leader. Mark Polinkar's today. And again, forgive me. I have yeah. a I have a personal bias. Byron Brown is a friend, okay? So I do have a bias, and you should know that, and you can judge accordingly whether my bias in favor of Byron is influencing my uh, determination of Mark Polinkar's. But I, I thought what was embarrassing was not the city's efforts at helping people or snow removal. What was embarrassing was seeing the Erie County executive basically become unhinged uh, in front of everybody. I, I've heard he does this in his office, but to actually see proof of that was, uh, well, confirmation. It's a stressful situation and people start getting hot. So that's but, all but, I can say about it. You know, and Peggy, look, uh, I I understand that. I understand that. In, in all fairness, we here at the radio station have been under incredible stress since, since Friday morning. We have not had one incident Absolutely. of ego. We've not had one blow up. Nobody's thrown a pen. Everybody has been the, the spirit of cooperation. And what do you need? And exactly. I, that's what I'm saying. What uh, he, instead of him pointing a finger, he should have said, "How can we help? Can we be of some help? Can we come in and with our guys and start helping with this situation?" Well, there's another dynamic here at work, and that I think we found out during the COVID situation when Mark Polinkars repeatedly had to tell people that he has the power. I mean, he 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 used that word over and over in reference to himself. And I always stated, no, sir, the people have the power. You work for us. You work for we, the people. But uh, I, Mark, exactly. yeah, I mean, Mark, go that way, though. No, hey, look, Mark Polinkars was offered the opportunity to come out with David Bellavia or myself, and he has refused to do so. So 
uh, it is it is what it is. I mean, um, I would gladly give him the chance to uh, explain himself and like to get his reaction on how the mayor dissected him surgically. But um, anyway, thank you very much. I appreciate the call, Peggy. All right, thank you. Yeah, what what do you guys what do you guys make of this uh, situation between Poland cars and Brown? Um, and, and again, it's just understand these guys are both Democrats. You don't see people going after people in the same party. Well, sorry, the Republican Party's different. Around here in the Democrat Party, you don't see people going after each other outside of primary uh, situations. Uh, and to see this has been, huh? Seriously? And, and don't forget, Byron Brown was not the endorsed Democrat candidate. That was India Walton uh, who won the primary over Byron Brown. Byron Brown won on a write-in. Byron Brown is a political rock star. Nobody wins on a write-in. Nobody wins on a write-in. It doesn't happen. Byron Brown pulled it off. It was one of the most amazing political stories you will ever see. Um, And moreover, if you've ever had the occasion to encounter uh, Mayor Byron Brown in real life, you will find that he is exactly the same as he is when you hear him on radio or see him on TV. And the word gentleman describes Byron Brown. Um, He is a consummate gentleman. He is always polite. He does not put on airs. He, uh, he is, he's just, you know, he's, he's a real guy. He's just a real classy guy. And there's a reason he's the longest serving mayor in Buffalo history. I think people see that. They, and they've been exposed to it for how many years now? He's a classy human being. Um, just a, a terrific uh, – look, I don't agree with him on everything. I don't agree with his gun lawsuit. But uh, I, 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 I love the man. What can I say? Let's get back to the calls. Here is uh, Joanne in Amherst on WBEN. Hello. Hi. Hi, Tom. So here's an idea. Currently right now, when a, when a county plow is on a state road – the county plow is not plowing. It's the same thing for, like, the town of Amherst. When they send their plows out, if, they're, if they have to go up a county road or a state road to get to the area that they're plowing, their plows are up. Right. They're, plow, they're not plowing. What they need to do is pass a law saying, if it's snowing and you're a plow, you're plowing. Your plow is down. And it doesn't matter what road you're on, you're plowing. Well, here's here's the much more sense. I you know what? I don't think there's anybody listening who doesn't agree with that. The question is the collective bargaining agreements uh, would have to be modified, I presume, uh, in order for the plow drivers to be able to do that. Because if you're not being paid to plow a county road when you're a state driver, why would you want to plow that road if you're not being paid for it? So the my my hunch is the bargaining would have to be uh, the the contracts would need to be modified, and to do that um, would require either a new negotiation or it would require both parties to the contract to agree to those terms. Or a law passed called Plows Down <laughs> that for all plow drivers, if they're on the road, they're plowing. Well, since I've hit 45, plows down is kind of the... Uh, but no, but I think even if they passed a law, the labor agreement would be uh, would supersede any new law. I'm not a lawyer. I may have told you that once or twice, but I suspect that, yeah. is, the, I suspect that is the issue. 
And there's also a liability concern, too. Who's responsible if the county if the county hits a car on a state road and kills two people? Who's responsible then? So liability would also factor in. But, you know, that could also be addressed in your law. But the labor situation would need to be addressed by a revision of the collective bargaining agreements. Um, and, and that that's my opinion. I thank you kindly. I appreciate hearing from you. Welcome. Have a great day. Yep. It is frustrating seeing plows not plowing. I know, but you know, at the end of the day, whenever you see something you don't understand, look at the financial interest. That will do you good every single time. Uh, your take on everything that has gone on uh, since this uh, nightmare began. And by the way, I'm trying to figure out if there's more traffic than usual, or if the traffic there usually is just looks like it's more because the roads are constricted. Very few roads are plowed curb to curb. Um, that was not a priority. Just getting people through and emergency vehicles through, that was the priority. Uh, actually, Sunday coming home from the radio station trying to get down Hopkins, I couldn't do it because there's a garage fire uh, on that on that road. Uh, and the Amherst PD had uh, uh, Maple and Sheridan blocked off so nobody would be interfering with the firefighting um, efforts that were underway. Uh, and Young's was actually in pretty good shape. Surprised. Let's go to Jim in West Seneca. Jim, you are on WBEN. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Tom. Yes, sir. Well, I, I've been listening all day to the uh, the talk about uh, polling cars in Brown. And while I don't agree with how polling cars went about it, he's not wrong. Um, even in the smallest of snowstorms, um, they just don't get to the side streets in a, in a timely manner. Um, and do you believe that that is Byron Brown's fault? Um, well, he's ultimately responsible for everything, you know, kind of like the head coach of the team. You know, he's hired the streets commissioner. Um, you know, if we keep doing it the same way, you know, you talked about earlier, um, you know, back in the blizzard, we had the same trouble. We had the same trouble. Well, if we keep doing it the same way, we're just going to keep getting the same result. Well, what, what it tells what it tells me is the the fact that I think I was born when Cole was mayor of Buffalo. It might have been Sedita, but it really doesn't matter. Every single mayor that has served in that office, every single snowstorm deals with the same issues. And what it tells me is the issues cannot be remedied because the city was laid out in the 1800s. I mean, it would cost many billions of dollars to remedy, and I'm not even sure that that's practical. I, I honestly, I think it might be an unremedi- uh, an unremediable situation. Um, it, if, if the county could get together, you know, if he could have had a meeting and they could have came up and said, hey, you know what? Um, out in the in the suburbs, there, there's a lot of mutual aid that goes on on, on a on a daily basis. Counties plow this road, the town plows plows this road. Um, if the county could come in and say, you know what, we're going to come over and and take care of the the major routes, so you guys can focus on the side streets. And there, there's obviously, I heard you talking about the uh, uh, labor agreements. There is money that has to be exchanged for for, for everything, um, and liability. And and and, sir, with with all love and respect, the city, um, a lot of city streets are very narrow. Some of them do not have appropriate driveways. You know, you got to share a driveway sometimes. Or find uh, when my ex wife owned her house on Clay Street when she bought that property, there was no driveway. 
There was literally no driveway. It was alternate parking. Um, so that's something that the city is always going to be up against because of the era in which the city was um, was was laid out. And be- because I've seen every single mayor in my conscious lifetime take e- even Jimmy Griffin take the same kind of heat when there's a snowstorm. I've kind of concluded it's a situation that can't be remedied. Um, I, I just think they need they need more people. Um, uh, you know, I don't know their plan. They came out this year with the GPS. Um, right right now, it's not that's not doing anything because no. all of the equipment down there doesn't have a GPS, so nobody knows exactly what's getting cleared. Yeah, they might have uh, saved their money on that. Um, but again, if if the, if somebody came in, if the state and the county came in and said, you know what, we're going to take care of any major route. Um, Delaware Avenue, um, you know, anything that's that, that's big, you got let the, let the city focus, and and they do need smaller equipment. You're absolutely right. These plow trucks are humongous. They don't fit down the side streets with the cars. But then they you know what? To- then and I'll ha- happily keep you on till after the news break is done. But but think about it. Even smaller equipment with this snowstorm, when the giant state plows were being struck, of what use would the smaller equipment be? I mean, oh, um, that, I mean that there, there's so many there, there's so many roads down which we can go. No pun intended there, but a small plow would have been like having a plow on a jeep uh, trying to get the end of your driveway. It's not going to happen. No disrespect to jeep. Hold on, Jim. If you want to add more on WBen, um, I'm not here defending Byron Brown because I like him. I'm defending him because. Again, this is my fifth decade covering storms and breaking news in western New York. Started in the 1980s. Not one single mayor has escaped criticism um, of snow removal. I've come to the conclusion it's a problem that simply cannot be solved, at least with existing technology. 803-0930 on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. don't want to see this anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm a city resident myself. I live in the city of Buffalo, and it pains me to see the other 25 towns and two small cities open in times when the city isn't. The city has its own problems that are different than the smaller communities because of the size of the streets and the parking issues. I understand that, but we have more capability than the city, and if we have to, working with the state, we will find a way to get through these storms quicker by taking over operations if need be. And I know the mayor's probably not thrilled to hear it. I don't care anymore. 
people have been working around the clock since the beginning of this storm. You know, some people handle that pressure a lot differently. Some keep working, uh, some keep trying to help the residents of our community, and some break down and lash out. There is absolutely no entity that is going to come over and take over my responsibilities as the duly elected mayor of the city of Buffalo, elected by the people of, of Buffalo. Absolutely total waste of time. Those of us who have been elected by the people need to be working together on behalf of the people, need to be supportive of each other, need to be uh, collaborative uh, with each other. That is my focus. That will continue to be my focus. I score that Byron Brown in a TKO over Mark Polenkars. The surgical precision of the words used by Byron Brown, absolutely epic. Absolutely epic. I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, interesting uh, email. Will the county executive next uh, make a push along with the governor for regionalism. You know the old expression about a crisis and politicians. Could the county executive's comments and threats to take over city snow management be an initial move to introduce the concept of regionalism? Nothing a Democrat politician likes better than bigger and big, uh, bigger and bigger government. One model, no doubt, from their view would be the city of Baltimore and Maryland County. The county there runs most services, which would normally be operated by the local towns, and also runs the entire school district. Also, police services, waste management, etc. The city schools and some services like police get a carve-out, but you know how well things operate in Baltimore. Also, people who live outside in the county, um, how they feel about regionalism. Uh, all right, that's uh, an interesting uh, interesting take. Uh, whether that's going too far, I do not know. Uh, by the way, one of the uh, other uh, people who contacted me said, remember back in the blizzard of 77, Toronto sent snow melters to Buffalo. I have a vague memory of something along those lines where the trucks sucked in snow and put out water. Uh, but it's a real hazy memory. But the only problem is, is that once it freezes again, um, you're left with an ice rink. And wouldn't you rather drive on snow than drive on ice? I'll take snow 100% of the time over ice. Um, and I don't know that the storm sewers are even open right now to accept any water. Uh, they're pretty much covered. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. But as far as uh, the smaller plows, that has been one idea that's been floated around for years. The city of Buffalo needs smaller plows for its smaller streets. But if the big state plows were getting stuck in the snow, not, not the visibility, but the snow itself, the small little plows, would they even be able to operate in, in the kind of snow that we had since Friday? I've got a big question mark uh, over that. I mean, we've got we've had some really good ideas with which people have called in over the p uh, past few days. One of them that I really like is the snowcat vehicles. These tracked and closed vehicles, like the one operated as the uh, groomer for the snowmobile club that saved all those people. And there needs to be, I think, a more concerted snowmobile rescue response in the county and the various towns because there were a lot of people who were saved by snowmobilers doing, basically working out of the goodness of their own hearts. 
And at the same time, remember, as we have pointed out, people with compromised health, the elderly, people who are almost hypothermic already, you can't put them in the back of an open snowmobile. It's going to kill them. And the lady with the uh, dislocated hip, she couldn't have gotten on a snowmobile. I mean, and, and by the time she got to the hospital, she might have been dead from exposure. So are you really, are you really that far ahead? Um, so there are a lot of questions. There's always something to be learned from something like this. There's always something to be learned. Um, and if there are some pages that need to be added to the playbook, so be it. But frankly, seeing the county executive of Erie County basically become unhinged at his news conference today, um, it was, frankly, a lot more embarrassing than the city of Buffalo's snow removal efforts, honestly. But I look, I'm biased. You, I've told you that. I, I like Byron Brown, so that's my bias. You have a right to know where my bias is. Here is Aaron in Toronto on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to say that, uh, first of all, I had no idea Brown was a Democrat until you mentioned it. I, the way he conducted himself, I just assumed he was conservative. But <laughs> I was a... Uh, yeah, it was enlightening to me. Anyway, on this well, no, the lawsuit against the gunmaker is not exactly a conservative uh, lawsuit. I disagree with him on that uh, completely, but we're never going to agree 100. percent And I'm not familiar with that enough to even comment on it. But what what I did hear today from this polling card gentleman was that he was very ambiguous. He didn't have anything but negative things to say and nothing productive. Like if you're going to tell someone they did a bad job at something, you could say specifically where they made an error and how you would have corrected it differently in the future rather than just saying, I don't like what you've done and I could have done it better. Or maybe do it in one of the many phone calls they've had since this began. Just suggestion, you know. Well, that's where you can tell that this is totally political, especially that journalist who asked uh, Brown if he was going to resign based on this, you know, new information. He said, that's not even a nice thing to ask me right now. I I thought that was a great way to kind of shut that person up. But at the same time, Tip a cat that we we know that this, there's collusion in this. You don't think I realize that reporters working with that government? You know what I mean, Tom? Uh, I I can't go there because I don't know that to be a fact. Um, but let's let's put it this way. Um, uh, I, I don't know what this. I don't know how this plays into the whole situation. But I do know that Mark Polinkars, the Erie County Executive, has been really, really, really trying to get a state job with the Hochul administration. He'll probably up his efforts now that Hochul has been elected to her own term as governor. Um, How that plays into this whole thing, what the Hochul-Brown dynamic is, I do not know. Well, and if I could just say, if we really did care about the citizens of Buffalo, the last thing we would do as their leaders is try to bicker amongst each other in fights, because we're not going to get to a solution with that. If you really do care, and we're going to spitball ideas off each other so we can figure out the best way to face something like this in the future. And let's remember, this is a storm of a century, as they're calling it. This isn't something we can plan for on a daily basis. But if you think there's something we could have done better and you'd like to have that discussion, how are we going to do it when you're going out in the media and making these ambiguous claims, making people not trusting me you know well it's just it's just not a good look to have a county executive have a meltdown in full view of the public was not a good look i know he's done this uh at at the wrath building but this was a real glimpse into uh these these stories that we hear from people who are inside when he has his uh periodic uh, hissy fits i i thank you very much uh, aaron i appreciate it uh, very much. 803-0930. You know, one of the things I'm still trying to work through, and maybe you can help me with this, is why was the death toll from this storm greater than that of 1977? 
Why? We have GPS. We have cell phones. And the best answer that I can come up with, and we went through all the temperatures in January of 1977, the best answer I can come up with is in January of 1977, when the blizzard of 77 hit, it had already been a very frigid and nasty January. Just uh, about a week and a half before the blizzard of 77 hit, we were in the single-digit range for daily high temperatures. And I suspect that more people had more winter gear out and were wearing it during the blizzard of 77. I know I was, as a teenage boy, wearing the full winter regalia because of the temperatures we'd had. Um, And on Friday, people woke up to 40 degrees. And maybe some of them were just out of touch with the weather, which we tried our best. I don't know how many lives Andy Parker saved, but probably a lot with his forecast. And the National Weather Service issuing the blizzard warning when it did. The only thing that I would say I would do differently if I were Byron Brown, I would have closed the city not at 9.30 a.m. on Friday with a driving ban, but at 6 a.m. Friday with a driving ban. My reasoning being that most people start their workday at 9. So if you have the driving ban at 9.30, basically the employer can demand that the employee come to work. If there's a driving ban, the employee can say, there's a driving ban. I cannot break the law. So I think he should have made it at 6 a.m. But the other side of that is, did you expect the storm to hit as suddenly as it did? I did not. My storm story is I had a very lengthy doctor's appointment scheduled for Friday morning. I was up at 8 o'clock. I looked out the window, and I said, I need to get to work as soon as possible. I was on the phone with the doctor's office trying to cancel the appointment when the doctor's office called me and said, we're canceling the appointment. And then I immediately got my uh, go bag and uh, got into work. And I knew coming into work that I wasn't going to be going home for a few days. And that's fine because that's what we sign up for when we uh, get into this. So my point being that the suddenness and swiftness with which things went downhill surprised me. The drive into work by roughly 9.30 a.m. Friday, uh, town of Amherst PD had a couple of tractor trailers that were stuck underneath the 290 overpass at Sheridan Drive. And there was an officer out with the, uh, <laughs> with the triangles in the road and the, uh, the, we used to call them electric Indians, but that's probably not something we can say anymore, the arrows, the electric arrows. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, there were... There were two tractor trailers stuck side by side on Sheridan Drive at 9.30 on Friday morning. And at that point, I knew I'd made the right decision by coming into work very, very early. Oh, yes, and also by using my daughter's Subaru Crosstrek. (laughs) See, I've got her fooled into thinking I might buy her snow tires just because I care about her. It's actually more about me. Hey, uh, just a quick note. Uh, A lot of these streets are not plowed curb to curb. So please mind your speed because you've got um, cars that are trying to poke their way through intersections and they can't see. They're doing it blind. You've also got pedestrians walking around for, you know, maybe they're going to the store to get supplies. I don't know. You don't know. But uh, just look, we're all in the same boat. So be kind to each other. We've all got things that we think are important to do, but it's not worth having a head-on collision because uh, you're driving, you know, you got two vehicles going in different directions that are each kind of in the other's lane. So just use extra caution. 
Uh, that's all I. That's all I can tell you. And uh, of course, if you see a car inching its way through an intersection, just give them a couple of beeps of the horn, just so the person knows, ah, incoming, and then can continue to inch till uh, he sees an oncoming vehicle or hears an oncoming vehicle. Not seen snow like this since the blizzard of '77. I must tell you, I've not seen snow like this. But it depends on where you are. City of Buffalo got nailed. Chictawaga got nailed. Clarence and Newstead got nailed. Amherst got nailed. Tonawanda got nailed, and and many other many other communities. But many people in our listening area, at least on the terrestrial radio, as opposed to the internet app, many people didn't get nailed that bad. And you're saying, what's all the fuss about? Well, this is lake effect snow in action. Let's go to, uh, and that's one of the difference, by the way, between the blizzard of 77 and the blizzard of 22. This was snow and wind. And the blizzard was not so much falling snow as it was blowing snow off the lake. Let's go to uh, Ed Hamburg. You're on WBEN. Hello. Tom, yeah, you know, in the suburbs, most of our houses are like 30, 40 feet off the street for the city. They're only 10 foot, so they actually have to remove the snow instead of push it. You'd be plowing into people's houses, and the county's plows, they're too big for those streets. So I don't know why he keeps trying to bust Byron Brown, but if he ran for county executive, he'd give my vote. Uh, I think, well, Byron would get my vote for pretty much any office uh, he sought, and I'm not a Democrat, but uh, again, you know, know, well, look, there's something to be said for how someone comports themselves in times of crisis and and great sadness. And Byron Brown, during the May 14th terror attack, was a model of professionalism and empathy, and I would say the same thing during the blizzard of 22 or any other situation he's had to deal with as mayor. He's a steady hand. He's no, you know, they used to call Obama no drama Obama. It's no drama Byron Brown. Yeah, he's a true leader is what it boils down to. Well, that that's my estimation of the man. Like I said, the only thing I'd have done differently is a 6 a.m., not a 9.30 a.m. driving ban on Friday. I suspect if he had it to do all over again, that's what he would have done. But did you expect the storm to roar in that fast? I was at work, and me and my boss both looked at each other and said, we got to go now. So Yep. Bingo. Bingo. Yep. I was not ex- – even all those conversations with Andy Parker that we had the week leading up to the blizzard of 22, I did not expect it to hit so quickly. But 8 o'clock in the morning, I knew, all right, it's off to work I go, and I'm bringing my pillow, my CPAP machine, my heart meds, and everything else. <laughs> like a mini pharmacy. All right, thanks, brother. I to say uh... – have a good one. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we've all got uh, storm stories. We, we all of us do. And many of you um, have sent us some very nice comments about our coverage of the blizzard of 22 and uh, made reference to this yesterday and uh, one of the other shows, I think, that um, for all of us who worked during the storm, we will never, ever forget it. I don't think we're ever going to feel more important. And I don't mean that in an ego way. I mean that in a helping people way, which is one of the duties of a radio station that is licensed by the federal government to do business. Um, And we fulfilled that obligation. Some of us volunteered for duty over the weekend. I was supposed to be off on Friday. And I said, no, I I cannot leave work high and dry. I will be in on Friday. Um, And so did um, Pasquale Maggiore. 
Um, and I know I'm going to leave somebody out, so I have no disrespect to the people I'm leaving out. We had a lot of volunteers here. So there, there was the core of people that slept here at the radio station for a few nights without showers, I might add. And uh, as far as looting, we did not loot the Sunshine Cafe. We gained authorized access to it. And I love how Jimmy Love literally left a note for the owner of everything we took. Five strips of bacon, four slices of bread, a tablespoon of butter, three feet of paper towels. We literally left that for the owner of the cafe um, because we didn't want to be accused of anything unscrupulous. And frankly, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. Um, and I, Jimmy Love Stellianu was just a rock. Puckett was a rock. Beamer was a rock. Pasquale was a rock. Jerry Craig was a rock. Everybody who is part of it. Evan DePasquale was a rock. And uh, we will never, ever forget it. Um, it's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Another hour of your calls coming up. I'll try to talk less. And that's always a good thing, huh? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.